Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. I am Van, your friendly financial planner. And I'm Eric, your blossoming business banker. Nice. Happy springtime to you, Van. Well, I hope it's happy. Obviously, we're in the middle of a very traumatic time in our country, but we felt like, I, I, Eric, I struggled with whether we should do this podcast or not. We had it on the books, and I felt like people still need to hear what's going on, because when we do come out of this, we want our business community to be stronger. So we've invited Andy Tan of Hopsticks to come join us on today's podcast, and Andy was gracious enough since our normal recording studio is closed down to host us in his restaurant, because his restaurant is closed down. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be on the show. Um, yeah, it's, it's great to do this. Yeah, so a- Andy, let's start at the beginning um, and we'll get up to what's going on today. So Hopsticks, why Hopsticks? What, what's the genesis of Hopsticks? Um, you know, back at the time when I was, if I can, you know, talk a little bit about, um, of course, where I came from, um, back in 2009 when I started homebrewing, you know, um, actually the first two bottles of beer that I got from, um, um, you know, this beer store, um, it's probably like the two best beers that I've, that I've ever had, you know, like Hop City, if you guys know where, where's that? Um, yeah, I mean, having those two bottles, like, just changed my mind, you know. Like a light bulb went right. off, you said, yep, hey, I exactly. need to brew beer. Yep, I need to brew, and it just so happened that they also sell, like, the brewing kits, you know, and um, I was thinking like, wow, it's cool, you know, it's like you can you can actually brew your own beers, you know. That's how it all started. It started in your home. You, what were you What started, were you doing? I mean, day to day. What What were you doing at that time? Um, at that time, I was I was an IT, you know, person. Okay. So you know, um, I worked, you know, a job and then also doing like my side gigs. So yep. a- after a hard day of IT work, you said, "I need a beer. Yes. Let me brew my own beer." <laughs> yes. And so when did you make the change from I'm brewing at home to I want to brew, you know, and have a business out of it? When did that happen? So in 2010, I joined um, the oldest homebrew club in in Georgia called um, the COVID Hops. And um, just, you know, throughout the years, I met a lot of um, amazing, you know, um, talented brewers, you know, um, and just slowly um, sharpened my brewing skill throughout the five years that I was you know, with the club, I'm still with the club. Um, you know, I've placed like many, many medals, you know, um, and, you know, just friends in the, in the club just say, Hey, you know, like you should, why don't you start something? And I didn't really think about that much, you know, cause I mean, I have my, you know, my, my job and my business and, you know, but it's, it's the one thing that I always look forward to like that, that brew day of, you know, like just, mill your grain and mashing and smell that freshly mashing, you know, um, almost like a cereal. Um, And I just, you know, never get tired of like the process, Um, you know, from that first batch that I remember that I did, you know, up to a few weeks ago when I brew my, you know, um, last batch here (laughs) uh, for the time being at Hop 6, you know, always feel that excitement. Mm. Yep. 
And, you know, um, in 2015, you know, uh, I, I've lived in the area for um, close to 20 years now. Um, you know, down in Shamley Tucker Road, you know, okay. in un unincorporated decap. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's just... Um, yeah, one day I just drove past um, uh, Piers and I saw, you know, like the building was available and it's almost like love at first sight at that time, you know. Um, so I made an appointment, check out the building, and then I just thought, you know, hey, this would be a cool place, you know, um, to do it. Um, so when you, when, when you did that, there were no other uh, like brew pubs or breweries in Shambly. So that was kind of yeah. a big risk, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, it was. And I had many friends who actually say, why don't, you know, you do it, you know, on the Beltline yeah. or Decatur or any more beer forward, you know, um, um, how do you say that? You know? Some someplace that was right. already, right. Established. already established, right? A good culture of drinkers. Yeah, so yeah. But I mean, I've always loved this area. I mean, you know, this city, especially. Um, um, I've always think, of Shambly as the international gateway, you know. Absolutely. Um, um, and I remember, like, even Beaufort Highway, you know, back in the days when you only had Rance 99, yeah. you know, Little Malaysia. <laughs> um, we had, we had, mm -hmm. um, we had We Love Buhai on right. the show a couple of episodes ago, and yeah, that was a good... Yeah, it's amazing to see the transformation that, you know, I mean, even when I got this building up to this you know, up to today, right? I mean, just seeing like how the city has, has grown so much. So for the listeners who are not familiar with Hopsticks, it's located in downtown Chambly, right at the corner of where uh, Pierce comes into Peachtree Road. So you said 2015, you saw the building was for sale. It was like right. light bulb moment, love yeah. at first sight. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the process of getting the building, because this used to be an architectural firm. Yeah, so Westall Architect, and shout out to uh, Jeff Westall, my good buddy. Um, yeah, so he bought the building in 2000, I believe, from the original owner, um, Randy, I believe, you know, who actually ran like an auto parts store and service, you know, in the back where the brewery is now, um, up to, yeah, 2000. So, I mean, it's such a privilege to actually uh, meet uh, Randy's wife. She came in one day after we just opened. Um, you know, uh, this lady requested, you know, to talk to me. And I came out, you know, from the back. I was brewing. And, you know, she's like, hey, I'm Randy's wife. And I just want to nice. say, like, wow, what a incredible. A lot different yeah, than Yeah, a lot she different than here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely awesome to, you know, to meet a lot of, yeah, good faces. All right. So, so, so remind me, we actually opened the doors for business in 2016? 17. 17. Yeah. 17. Okay. So got the building towards the end of 2015, you know, took my time to design it, you know, and um, just to, you know, to, to do it right. Now... I would think that uh, creating, you know, a brewery is requires a lot of capital investment. Uh, right. Can you talk a little bit about how you went about as an entrepreneur? You know, those people are saying, "Hey, I want to, I want to do beer." You know, what does that entail? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely in terms of um, investment, I was I was blessed and I was fortunate to, you know, to be able to do this from the get go with, you know, my partners, you know. Um, so we again, we bought the building outright, but I did have to make a, you know, a hard um, decision um, when it comes to actually following my business plan. Um, a lot of uh, times, you know, 
you have to spend a lot of capital, you know, for the restaurant, you know, um, the build out, the equipment, and then the operation. So I kind of took the chance, to be honest, you know, to actually spend uh, majority of the money, you know, buying, purchasing the building, and then just spend a lot of times here doing a lot of stuff myself, you know, with one of my friends, um, you know, back in the brewery, we built the brewery ourselves. So we're able to come out, you know, great. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, we're, we're about a quarter of the way through the podcast, but I want to let you know, uh, right now it's April 1st, we're right in the middle of the pandemic and we are doing our part on Between Two Trains by social distancing. So even though we are in the same building, Andy is way over on the other side of the room. We've yes, got a long, a long cord here, so we're not actually sitting next to each other talking. Um, but Eric, tell us, you're in the banking business. How is this pandemic affecting what's going on with small, when you deal with the small business owners, how is the banks handling that? Uh, every every bank is is reacting to this. Every business in the small business segment is is being impacted one way or the other. Um, loan payment deferrals. There's Congress came together and passed a big bill uh, to help protect payroll. And more details are are coming out about that. But um, it's everybody's needs are different at a time like this. Yet everybody has a need. So I think what's cool being in the financial um, you know, sector during this time is you always think about how do you want to be remembered, um, and especially at a time like this. So reaching out you know, to every single one of my clients within the last 48 hours, it's something that I've done. Checking in, finding out what are your needs, what can I do to help? Here's the information that I do have, and here's a game plan for the next couple days, yeah. and then adjusting that along the way. It's really a case-by-case basis, Van, and, and every bank is handling it differently, and every banker is handling it differently, too. But it's a time where everybody needs to come together, and we'll get through this, um, but it's, we're going to have to rely on each other. Well, got to give a big shout-out to one of our sponsors, the Chambly Ace Hardware, Brian Fisk has done a great job of embracing the community, helping the community. In fact, the, the disinfectant wipes we have sitting on the table came from Ace Hardware, so uh, you know, if y'all need supplies, Ace is still here for you. Um, Andy, so we've got a, a love of brewing beer, but this is more than just a brewery. You serve food too. Uh, you, you have like an Asian fusion sort of thing going on. You know, what that had to have been a big decision to say, okay, yeah, I love making beer, but now yeah. I gotta throw food into the mix. How, You've got a, a, a chef that you've partnered with, right? Not partner, but yeah, a, a chef friend who I, I've known a long time. Um, okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I grew up, you know, in a restaurant family. My dad uh, used to own, you know, seafood, first seafood restaurant, you know, in Indonesia. Uh, so, I mean, just growing... Wait, wait, he owned the first seafood, seafood restaurant, restaurant in Indonesia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a company, so... All the years yeah. Indonesia didn't have a seafood restaurant? No, back in the, you know, late 70s, apparently no. No, so, wow, that's amazing. Um, wow. Yeah, and, and you know, it, I have so this you, picture... You, have, you, you grew up in, in the restaurant yes. thing. 
And, uh, you know, that's the picture that I took. See the size of that crab that I was holding? Wow. Is that you holding yeah. the crab? Yeah, that was me. We, we might have to post like that in the podcast <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. so people can see that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big foodie, definitely. You know, um, I cook all the time. I used to actually own a restaurant up in Roswell as well. Oh, really? What um, was the name of that? Uh, so it's called the Thai of Sandy Springs. It's a Thai restaurant. My wife's from Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. So in 2004, um, you know, uh, after I finished college, you know, just kind of like to continue my dad's um, um, feel, you know, like I, I feel like, you know, hey, I want to kind of get into. It was your way to honor him. Right. It's a great <laughs> in a way. Yeah, you know, no you, you laugh at that, but I, I, my father was also in the restaurant business, and, right. and I'm not in the restaurant business. In fact, I'm the first one in my family, because my grandfathers, my uncles, my father, they were all, you know, as Greeks, you're typically in the restaurant yeah. business. And I sort of have somewhere in the back of my, you know, maybe one day I need to be in the restaurant business just to honor him and my family and what they did. So I get that. Yeah. You go to enough restaurants though. I do go to enough restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) You could say you're in the... (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just, just growing up, you know, like I I remember, you know, walking through like the dining, you know, like huge dining room and um, seeing people sharing food and, you know, I I mean, I just, I I love it, you know, and, and that kind of, you know, same, same thing that I've, you know, seen here at Hop Six, you know, People sharing beers and food, you know, it's what brings, you know, people together. Now, in the the two or three years that you've been here, I've noticed that you've changed the menu from time to time. Is that on purpose or were you just trying new things or do you have like a seasonal rotation? You say, okay, it's time to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, a few months back, you know, we we launched our um, seasonal, you know, menu uh, to include something more seasonal. Um, But... The, the idea behind the menu is, you know, just covering most of, you know, the dishes that I grew up, you know, enjoying, you know, eating. Um, like throughout Southeast Asia, you find a lot of skewers, you know, or, you know, known as satay, you know. Um, so that's just, you know, what, what we're really doing with the Robata Grill. Uh, we have a lot of items that, that represent that. Um, and, you know, with the seasonal items, you know, we, of course, you know, we try to be creative as well, try to play with what we have. And we come up with even Tuna Thursday that has actually, you know, be, be a big winner. Um, nice. Yeah, for what we do, you know, I mean, a lot of people actually know us by Tuna Thursday, which is pretty incredible. Right. Um, where, you know, it, it's, it's the day that we brought in, like the whole bluefin tuna. And as we all know, you know, bluefin is the highest grade of, you know, tuna. And it, I mean, it's an incredible, you know, predator, like fish, you know, it's incredible if you see it in person. A couple hundred With pounds. That, yep, 200 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's cool, if you've never been here, the kitchen area is open. So, you, so as a customer, you can look in and view the kitchen. So you can see that tuna mm-hmm. as, it gets, yes. as it gets cut up, yep. which is not, you don't get that everywhere you go. Yeah, a, yeah. A lot of kitchens don't want you to see what they're yeah. doing. So, was that something that you, you know, challenged with, or you said from the get-go, we want to make this open air space where you know the customer is really part of the experience? Yeah, no, that's that's part of the plan. You know, um, you know, I've worked in the kitchen before as a chef as well. You know, and uh, and all I had was you know stainless steel wall. You know, front, back, left, right. <laughs> so with this, you know, I want to do something different. I want to show people. You know, first of all, we don't have anything to hide. Sure. <laughs> and second, you know, just to, 
enjoy that kitchen activities, you know, like the cooking and seeing the flames, you know. Um, yeah, so. And you can also see the big vats of, Correct. of beer where the, you know, the beer is being seen. And it's ironic. I'm telling you, if you guys have never been to Hopsticks, I would highly recommend because it's ironic that this used to be an architectural building because the design in this place is is it's unique something that yeah. you can enjoy when you when you don't have beer you don't have food you could just look and it's it's very nicely designed well yeah. speaking of beer andy's graciously handed us a beer to sample so yes. what uh, remind me what am i drinking here uh Tell so us. you're drinking a super dry uh lager it's it's a dry lager yeah. uh that i i think most of people know you know the, um like the asian dry lager tell um, us about the process so from the time you started this batch to the time it's now in my hand, what, how does that work? How long does it take you to do a batch? And Right. So, I mean, it depends uh, if, if I'm brewing lager. Um, and I like to use, the, you know, like the term like grain to glass, you know. I mean, usually for ale, it'll take, you know, um, anywhere from two and two and a half weeks. You know, for lagers, I'll give it longer time, sometimes to up to four and a half to five weeks, if not more. It just really depends. And I don't, you know, ever rush my beers. Um, I always let them, you know, ferment um, um, properly and, and crash them and then serve them when they're ready. And it makes a huge difference because... Yeast, as we all know, you know, it's a living microorganism, you know, just like us, you know. I mean, you have to give them time, you know. And, time to grow. Right, time to grow, you know, time to clean up after themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because, you know, during the, um, um, the fermentation process, right, I mean, yeast do actually give out, you know, like esters and, and some, you know, um, what we call byproducts of fermentation. And some are desirable, some aren't. So those that aren't, you know, you just give them time to, yeah. To work through to it. To process it, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So how much, how many gallons of beer do you have in those tanks at any given time? At, at a given time, I mean, um, so we have a five-barrel brewing system here. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, it's exactly what I wanted to do because, I mean, coming from home brewing background, you know, my, my, my kettle was five gallons. And, you know, it just, it allows me to you know, turn the beers a lot, I mean, rotates through the beer a lot faster and keeps them fresher, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, not every beer is going to move as fast as IPA, definitely. Um, so with, with our size, you know, I mean, that's not an issue at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's really all just consumption here. You're not bottling or, or packaging this uh, and selling to other locations or anything like that. Um, so we do cans and, and sell cans over the counter uh, as well. Um, we do distribute, but only to selected restaurants. So if I went to another restaurant, I might be able to get an Andy Tan beer. Yes. Yeah, so in, you know, in particular right now, there's a restaurant in Grand Park, you know, okay. called Hado Hado, which, you know, my friends own. And uh, we have, you know, our beers over there. Okay. And we've been also in talk with uh, Jane over at um, Foot Terminal. So okay. You know, just before well, obviously all this we happened. love food terminal because it's right here in our backyard. Yeah. But to our listeners down in Grant Park, go check that right. out and and ask for the Andy Tan special. Is there, is there a particular? Uh, uh, so we have two beers over there. We have the uh, our house IPA, or okay. you know, known as Kung Fu Hops, and um, um, the Juhua, which is you know, 
So uh, on their menu, mail. does it say mm -hmm. Kung Fu Hops? Yes. It, yeah, it like does. Like people see yep. that it's from here? Yep. Nice. Nice. Well, we are almost up to our break for a commercial. When we come back, we're going to play our ever-fun game, Can You Ace It? And we'll ask Andy a bunch of questions and see if he can win the Shambly Ace Hardware gift card uh, brought to you by the Shambly Ace Hardware. So stay tuned. If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestrin Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Kestrin Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kestrin Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestra. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. Uh, we come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month, and hopefully we will be back in two weeks. We'll have to see what's going on with this uh, coronavirus situation. Um, but in the meantime, we've got Andy Tan here talking to us about a, the wonderful business in downtown Shambly called Hopsticks, and Eric is going to lead us off on our Can You Ace It game. Go for it, Eric. Our fun game, Can You Ace It? We're going to see, we're going to test the knowledge here, and so let's just jump right in. It's multiple All guests. Right, let's try it. Let's do it. So question one, China mm -hmm. has about 1.4 billion people. How many pairs of chopsticks do they use in a year? Either A, 45 billion pairs, B, 120 billion pairs, or C, 365 billion pairs. Ooh. Oh, man. Um, that's Those that's are a all top one. Yeah. All billions. Billions and billions. So China has 1.4 billion people. About how many chopsticks do they use in a year? 45, 120, or 365? I, I would go with the max 365, right? Is it? No. Oh, man. It's actually only 45 billion because China has implemented a reusable tax. So if oh, you don't nice. reuse your chopsticks in China, you get taxed. I more. definitely need to do my research next time. On yeah. That. But I mean, I, I've seen people go Still, gone through their chopsticks. Like, you know, a lot of chopsticks. Like, yeah. I mean, even here at Hopsticks, we've gone through crazy numbers of chopsticks. So yeah. we'll definitely be you following the, the Chinese. How many movement. in a year you use? <laughs> um, not on top of my head. Not 45 yeah. billion. No, definitely not. <laughs> we might have to impose a, right. a disposable tax there you on go. sticks. All right. So we're, Question, we're 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Question number two. What is the difference between Pan-Asian food and Asian fusion food? Either A, one is prepared in a frying pan and one is prepared in a food processor. B... Asian fusion is a blend of two or more Asian cultures in the item, while Pan-Asian might combine with recipes from other continents. Or C, it depends on if the cook is Asian or not. <laughs> that depends on if the cook is Asian? Really? <laughs> that is how the question reads. Okay. Yeah. All right, that would definitely a B for me. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. That is correct. <laughs> so you, you know this better than, than others because it's the concept of this Yeah, tell us this exactly what is the, I mean, what is, a, you call yourself Asian fusion. Tell us what that is. 
Yeah. Um, well, just exactly what I think the uh, the que- you know uh, the answer said, right? I mean, we're we're actually um, you know combining the flavors throughout Asia, you know, anywhere from Japan through Southeast Asia, like you know Indonesia, Thailand. So um, uh, that's how I would uh, I mean how I would describe you know like fusion would be. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Do you have two areas that are your favorites, or like what do you like, like? If I was to come to your house and have a meal, what would you be eating? Um, definitely Thai. Um, I like Thai. Yeah, I, I love spicy, very, very hot food. So, you know, can, that's that's my thing. Can you tell us if you weren't eating at Hopsticks, what restaurant would you eat at? Yeah. If you don't want to, that's okay. No, no. I mean... Um, what's your favorite um, non-Hopstick restaurant? I've, I frequented, you know, um, like Sokondong, Tofu House, you know... A lot, and also mamak, you know, like Malaysian food, okay. um, and food terminal um, as well. Um, but also the um, um, dai loi for for their Vietnamese pho. Nice. Yeah, those are really good. Pretty much, you've hit everything mm-hmm. up and down the yeah. highway. <laughs> right, pretty much. <laughs> All right, one more question. All right, so he's he's one for one. So if he gets this, he, he wins used, the gift card. One for two. One for, I'm sorry, one for two. So if he gets, if he this, gets this, you get All right, let's do it. A lot on the line. A lot on the line. All right, Asians eat far more fruits and vegetables than people in the West. Which of the following is correct? They eat about twice as much dietary fiber. The number one vegetable eaten is cabbage. Or this causes bowel movements to be twice the size of Western ones. Wait, read, just Wait, read I, that whole thing again. Yeah. You, you lost me that, on that one. That's like four questions. You, All right, read the question. The question, and I'm just reading it as it was written, and an undisclosed person handed me this piece of paper. Uh, Asians eat far more fruits and vegetables than in the West. Which of the following is correct? Okay, so A. A, they eat about twice as much dietary fiber. B, the number one vegetable eaten is cabbage. Or C, this causes bowel movements to be twice the size of Western ones. <laughs> Seriously? All right. I want to... All right. I, I want to... Um, Excuse yourself. To you. <laughs> 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 um, the bathroom's like it hopsticks. <laughs> I would say A. A. Ding, 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 ding. Yay! Correct. Yeah, correct. In fact, all three answers are correct. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, cabbage is the number one vegetable eaten right. in China. Yep. They, they eat a lot of cabbage yeah. in China. And, um, and yeah. Love cabbage. Odd fact, apparently, because of more mm-hmm. vegetables and fruits. It does. Bowel, yeah. bowel movements yeah. are, are bigger. So The system works. I yeah. guess so. I guess so. Well, Andy, <laughs> Yeast you. is just like us. Sometimes there's byproduct. Right. Thank you so much. We'll put this gift card right here at the edge oh, of the I table. Oh, I truly wipe appreciate it. Wipe it off with a Clorox that. swipe from Ace Hardware. Yeah. And then if you have any needs, Love going please there. go by and see Ace Hardware because uh, they're, what's the slogan, Eric? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. There you go. Thank there you, go. you. Now, question. Yeah. Uh, for all, all our listeners, and we don't know what the environment's going to be like when this podcast airs 
are you are, is Hopsticks doing any to go orders? Or they do it? What is the scenario there during this? Well, this time? is gonna. Great so question. we're recording this on the first, yeah. and we're gonna actually air this later today on the first. So it will come out today. Hot diggity. So yeah, yeah right now Hopsticks is closed for business, right? Yeah, yeah. And folks, it's how, not, how long it's, has it been? A week? Um, a week now, and you know, I mean, April first is it's not April Fool. It's not an April <laughs> Fool's not April joke. Fools, you right? really are yeah. closed. Yeah, we are. Um, until we can again, you know, figure out um, uh, a safe way to, you know, uh, to get our, you know, beer, food, you know, to customers, and and you know, we're definitely coming up discussing a plan on what to do, you know. Um, but um, it's tough. I mean, I love my team. You know, they're like my family. Yeah. What's going on um, with your employees? Um, everybody, you know, is just sitting tight right now, and um, you know, the plan is to, of course, you know, have everybody back, and uh, and we will, we will. Um, so we, yeah, we're definitely doing. Uh, we did, we did um, try to take out model for a week, you know. And um, um, I just want to say thank you to all those that come out to support us during that week. Um, but you know, it's just following the CD guidelines, you know, um, to serve no more than a customer a day. I mean, at a time. It's tough to right, have right, one person at a time. Right, come in right, and- exactly. So again, you know, we just um, have to relook at everything and make sure that you know we can make sure everybody's safe and that Maybe is. Maybe there's our a way you could do some priority kind of right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely on the table as well. Well, at minimum, those of you listening to this, we need to support Andy and Hopsticks. As he said, he will be back open when everything's resolved. But in the meantime, I believe people can go to your website and order gift cards. Is that not correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so y'all order some gift cards. You'll use them once he's reopened. But in the meantime, at least it'll help him stay afloat. Uh, until we get past this mess. He's still brewing beer, so it'll be ready when the, everything right. opens beer up. Beer will be yeah. ready. Beers will keep flowing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we still have a few minutes. Andy, let's go back to when you first opened. So you said you've been in the area a long time, 20 years. I've been in the area a long time, you know, more than 20 years. And, you know, after 2007, 2008, there really wasn't a lot going on in downtown Chambly. In fact, I think the only restaurant we had was Vintage Pizza. Um, and now we've got, you know, up yeah. and down Peachtree Road, all kinds of stuff. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that's helped your business and what you think about the community and its growth? I think it's great. I mean, uh, you know, again, just exactly like you said, you know, um, um, I actually uh, stumble, you know, um, on Southbound, you know, back in 2015. And I met, you know, my my friend, uh, Dennis, Dennis Lang. Sure. Um, you know, and that's that's how it all started. And I was like, wow, this is a cool place, you know. And, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, which is why, you know, I feel like I think it's a perfect you know spot for hop steaks and and uh and just to see how many restaurants have you know come into the area including blue top you know um i think it's a great pocket and definitely you know we've we've created um a destination you know and um the city cells have has grown as well you know so seeing all this sidewalk you know all the the works that the city has you know been doing i think we'll just continue to add to that since you've opened, we obviously got another brewer uh, just up the street, uh, the Contrast Artisan Ales, who came on, I don't know, episode 30-something. I don't remember the number. Um, 
how, how is that, you know, has it been good to have? And, and by the way, we also are supposed to be getting a distillery. Yes. That's opening. I don't know what the scheduled time on that is, especially now with everything going on. But is that really better for brewers to have more of y'all in the area? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't ever, and I don't think, you know, anyone in the brewing industry, you know, um, has ever viewed, you know, each other as a competitor, you know, I mean, it's a symbiotic, you know, um, um, relationship, you know, I think we, we always, uh, compliment each other. I mean, just look at, um, Asheville, right? I mean, such a small town. I mean, how many breweries they have? Yeah. Um, you know, Another the more, good example the better. is in Charlotte, North Carolina. They've yeah, got that a, too. They've got a right. thing called Noda. Are you familiar with that, Eric? There's a section. It's like North Davidson or something, and they call it Noda. And there's like three or four breweries. You can just walk from one to the other. I've, so. I've been there. It's um, yeah. it's pretty impressive. And you're right. I mean, I think I think it's a destination and attraction point, and it's a proof of concept that what you're doing is. The market wants it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I can't wait for, um, um, you know, modern art distillery, right? You know, um, do you have any insight into what they're doing? Because, you know, I, I've yeah. reached out to him about coming on the podcast. He said he wants to come on the podcast, but we haven't connected. Uh, since so this has gone down. I met, I met, um, you know, Seth here, you know, one day he was having lunch and, um, you know, this was a month over a little over a month ago. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, he was saying that he he was breaking ground. I think, you know, he was going to... He's yeah, moving forward. Right, moving forward, nice. you know. Um, but, yeah, um, just looking forward to, you know, definitely. What, what if there was one thing you would like to see uh, Shambly do or in Shambly, is there anything that you're like, man, it would be great if we had this? Is there something that you'd like as both a, you know, business owner and uh you know close enough resident yeah i mean I, I i think we should once of course you know we put this um behind us you know um to do like a block party um i think that would be cool um you know we've we've actually talked to blue top southbound um you know and, block and, off peachtree street and throw right. a party yeah exactly Nice. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. We need to start working on that. Who do we need to talk to? Maybe we should reach out to the city manager, see what you can right. do. Just make sure golf carts can go. There yeah. you go. There you go. Well, we've almost run out of time here. Um, Andy, any parting words to the listeners about, you know, I think we've told them, go to your website. What The website address is is it just hopsticks.com that's correct yeah. it's hopsticks.com um no i mean i just you know wish everyone's you know well stay safe and uh we'll get through this and thank you again for you know the amazing supports that you know the listeners you know um you know who you guys are um that been just yeah supporting us throughout Thanks. this eric another episode in the books another episode in the books and uh forward this to your friends uh they may have some time on their hands. Yeah. It's a nice break. I suggest for those of you who are new to the podcast, we have 50 or so previous episodes. So go back and listen to some of the early ones. Well, maybe not the first couple because they were really rough. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. But uh, we definitely had some great entrepreneurs on the podcast. And now is a great time to say, hey, I'm stuck at home. Let me listen to these podcasts. So thanks for listening. And we'll be hopefully back in two weeks. Ooh.